You are listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. And just like that, we're back with a full podcast. Michael Pelka here on the Piro Pelka podcast. Happy to be here as we uh, kind of turn the corner on the end of November and kick it into gear for December. I'm going to try and do as many of these as I can a couple times a week, trying to kick out some of the longer form deep dives into topics that hit me. Some of them are going to be serious, some of them are going to be trivial, some of them are going to sound trivial, but they're really important. They are issues that I believe we need to address, and we will do it with a little bit of smarts and maybe a little bit of comedy involved as well. I'll give you an example right off the bat. And the story that hit me right out of the blocks today, the story that hit me is that we finally, finally, finally have evidence and uh, enough information to maybe get a federal law that will outlaw, ban, criminalize even, gender reveal parties. You know those events that your friends have, or maybe you've even had one, where uh, you, you get your friends together and you find a creative way to announce whether the baby that is going to arrive sometime in the immediate future. The baby is a boy or a girl. Whether you have a a water balloon that explodes with blue dye or pink dye, whether you shoot a basketball and it breaks into a million pieces and blue or pink dust comes up. The gender reveal parties to me are just really uh, a shameless way of begging. And I think they need to stop. And I have 8 million reasons why they need to stop. 8,047,000 reasons why they need to stop. And it comes from a story that's breaking today about an event that happened back in April of of, uh, 2017, I think. A off-duty member of the border agents Uh, held a gender reveal party in Arizona. He set up a target out in the middle of nowhere. And on the target, he had the words boy and girl. And he was going to shoot a firearm, strike the word boy or the word girl, and he had the skill to do it. So it's not like he was doing this recklessly, at least not this part. But he coated the target not only in the colors that he wished to have come up when he struck either word, he also coated the target in something called Tannerite. Tannerite is an explosive material. It's legal to have. You you use it all the time. Those of us who have been target shooters have shot Tannerite targets. It's cool when the bullet hits the Tannerite target and you hear boom and you see a fiery explosion. Well, this guy, Dennis Dickey, the off-duty employee of the federal government apparently was a little overzealous in his application of the Tannerite to the target and created a dangerous situation, uh, to say the least. And when the bullet struck the target, instead of a blue or a pink cloud coming up, 
a gigantic fireball erupted and started a brush fire that consumed 47,000 acres of land. 47,000 acres were burned by this Bobo's wish to have a gender reveal party in Arizona. After the uh, Forestry Service got a hold of the video, because as with all gender reveal parties, they are captured on video. After the uh, video was reviewed and the court case adjudicated, Mr. Dickey was uh, told he was going to have to make restitution for the $8 million in damage that his Tannerite blaze caused. His Tannerite induced blaze caused. So Dennis Dickey has to fork over $100,000 now, and he will pay $500 pretty much for the rest of his life. Actually, I think it's like 20 years. And it got me thinking, all right, can we finally, 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 please put an end to gender reveal parties and just send out the postcard that says it's a boy or it's a girl? I know you all want to be creative, but now we've gotten into this competition where the gender reveal parties are just so far over the top that uh, I've lost my ability to even. So in honor of Dennis Dickey, let's end the gender reveal parties. And besides, with all the politically correct people who claim that gender isn't a thing and you should let the kid pick a gender, maybe that's the best way to do it. Let your kid have a gender reveal party on their 30th birthday or something. You know, almost as ridiculous as the gender reveal parties Uh, The latest neediness of former President Barack Obama, the guy who is out of office now for two years, who is uh, going on a nonstop attack against Donald Trump. But at the center of it all, Barack Obama's narcissism. And yes, of course, I realize that every single president, virtually every president has an ego. And that ego led them to run for the presidency. And if they won one term, probably led them to run again. Obviously, Obama, after two terms, is missing the attention, the endless fawning, and probably the creature comforts of being the president of the United States. He does get a healthy pension, secret service, protection, etc., But I'm betting he's missing the ability to snap his fingers and have cameras show up. And that's why he's going on the attack against Donald Trump, as well as my belief that uh, Michelle is going to run in 2020. And Barack Obama is helping to pave the way for Michelle Obama's inevitable run for the White House in 2020. I predict she will get the Democratic nomination And there's a good chance that this country is dumb enough to think, oh, we're getting a two for one. What's that? We had to fight off that instinct in 2016 when people thought if we elect Hillary, we'll get a two for one and get Bill back in office. No, Bill Clinton had and will always have a stain on his reputation. See what I did there? But Barack Obama is not tainted by such a stain. He has other problems, the whole globalism thing, the whole pro-socialism thing. But he's out and about now, picking up checks for speeches and appearances. And uh, I couldn't help but notice that 
He said something absolutely, totally, completely ridiculous, even more ridiculous than what he said last week, talking about the mommy issues and the racism and attaching that to Donald Trump. He's upset. It bugs the bejesus out of Barack Obama that America is now the leading oil producer, the leading energy producer, because we have oil, we have gas, we have coal. We are the leader in giving energy, selling it, to the world. And it's something that Obama tried to kill when he was president. Do we remember what he said about coal? So if somebody wants to build a coal power plant, they can. It's just that it will bankrupt them because they're going to be charged a huge sum for all that uh, greenhouse gas that's being emitted. Barack Obama threatening to bankrupt anyone who wanted to produce energy by using coal, even clean coal, despite the fact that our coal plants are among the cleanest in the world and the Chinese are the ones befouling the air, India befouling the air. We are providing better options and more options for energy. Well, the fact that Donald Trump has led this revival drives Barack Obama crazy. This is what he said at Rice University on Tuesday night. You know, I, I know we're an oil country and uh, we need American energy. And, and by the way, uh, American energy production, uh, you wouldn't always know it, uh, uh, but... You know, it went up every year I was president. Um, and, you know, that whole suddenly America's like the biggest oil producer and the biggest guy. Uh, that was me, people. I just want you to. So, so, uh, <laughs> it's a little like, you know, sometimes you go to Wall Street and folks would be grumbling about anti-business. I said, have you checked where your stocks were when I came in office and where they are now? What, what are you talking? What are you complaining about? Just say thank you, please. Um, because, because I want to raise your taxes a couple percent. It's not just the taxes. It's the regulation. It's driving business overseas. It's bowing to dictators in other countries. It's selling out America on behalf of your dream for a global government. I'm sick and tired of it. Yes. Sick and tired of it. I wish you would go away, but I know you're not going to. Okay, rant over. Let's talk about somebody who makes me happy there, part of the Trump administration. Let's talk about former UN ambassador and national security advisor to the president, John Bolton. I have often said John Bolton and his mustache remind me of the Lorax, but now I, I think John Bolton just needs to be called a badass. John Bolton, in front of a press conference on Tuesday, was being grilled on the killing of the Saudi, although he lived here in America, Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi. And he was asked, demanded basically by uh, more than one reporter, why you won't listen to the alleged audio tape that they say, they being the Turks, say is the recording of the killing of Khashoggi and I think Bolton handled it like a champ. No I haven't listened to it and uh, I, I guess I should ask you why do you think I should what do you think I'll learn from it? What we are observing is a master class held by John Bolton in front of the entire White House press corps. This woman said why haven't you listened to the tape and he said I haven't listened to it 
And then he asked a question he already knew the answer to. He said, why? Why should I listen to it? What do you think I'll learn from it? She wasn't ready for that. Well, you're the National Security Advisor. You might have access to that sort of intelligence. Yeah. If I were John Bolton, I would have said, what? What did that even mean? security advisor you might have access to that sort of intelligence yeah. it would have been so easy to say what the hell was that but no john bolton being the pro being the diplomat he still gets to use the title ambassador at least that's what he told me since you're once an ambassador always an ambassador bolton took the smart route with this reporter uh, how many in this room speak arabic yeah. Well, you want me to listen to it? What am I going to learn from? I mean, if they were speaking Korean, I wouldn't learn any more from it either. Well, then, then I can read a transcript, too. The hilarious thing here is this reporter just doesn't get it. Bolton has already said, we have someone who has interpreted this and given us a transcript, and we can read that. But this one's locked in. She's still looking for her aha moment. So you don't think it's important to hear that as a national security officer? I'm just trying to make the point that everybody who says, why don't you listen to the tape, unless you speak Arabic, what are you going to get from it? John Bolton could have delivered a knockout punch, but he let it go and moved on. But the mainstream media wasn't about to let it go. Oh no, CNN was intent on trying to make this an embarrassment, when in reality, it was efficient diplomacy, efficient national security advising, by John Bolton, a guy who knows both. But no, CNN dragged in independent Senator Angus King to try and make a thing out of it. Here's King's response. He, of course he should listen to it. Uh, that to me is a kind of uh, deliberate ignorance to uh, not want to listen to what is important evidence in, in a serious case. What adult, if you don't speak Arabic, Listening to the tape is going to do nothing. So you get the best translator possible to bring the translation from Arabic to English and you read that transcript. What the hell is wrong with people? While we're on the subject of what the hell is wrong with people, let's go to Hollywood and focus on some people who show us and tell us what's wrong with them every single day. We'll start with CBS's late night show with Stephen Colbert. It's no secret that Colbert was languishing in last place among late night hosts when he latched on to attacking Trump and it rocketed him all the way to the top of the ratings because that rabid anti-Trump audience will then tune over from MSNBC after Rachel Maddow and enjoy some of the hatred on CBS, the Tiffany Network. Thanks to Colbert and Jon Stewart, who was visiting, for what reason, I don't know. I guess he's bored without The Daily Show. The two of them put a little smudge on the Tiffany diamond when they spent a few minutes talking about Donald Trump. And, uh, well, they also insulted people from uh, Appalachia. But they spent a whole bunch of time using the word turd to describe the president, the administration, what's going on. Enjoy. Do you miss at all having a show that deals with these kind of jokes uh, now that he's president of the United States? Because you're like, Dad, that would be nice to take a couple of, couple of swipes here or there. No? 
You and I both famously know we were turd miners. We toiled in the turd mines. We, we grew um, up in Appalachia. We grew up we in Appalachia. Poor Appalachian turd miners. That's we came right. from a family of a family of turd. Well, you know, my family back in the old country. Yes. They were goat ball lickers. That yes. was They're turd mining. Beneath. Step up. Turd mining was but step up for them. But we both lost many people close to us to turd lung. It's been a it's been a terrible thing. Yeah. So working at the Daily Show, I was I felt as though I was toiling in the turd mines. And then I finally quit, and a giant turd asteroid <laughs> heads towards the planet. Now, in that instance, if someone said, hey, you were a turd miner, this is the largest turd deposit ever seen. Don't, don't you wish you were in there? And you're just like, I'm out of the turd business. I'm out. Come on in, John. The turd's fine. Stay classy, CBS. John Stewart and uh, Stephen Colbert joining the ranks of Alyssa Milano, just using disgusting terms to describe the president. They can also count Tom Arnold among their company. And, you know, classlessness and those kinds of remarks, I think, are actually a step above ignorance, especially when it is willful ignorance. I'm talking about the latest example of just flat-out stupidity shown by a Hollywood icon, the elder stateswoman of the Democratic liberals, Barbara Streisand. Yes, Barbara Streisand, the Oscar Emmy winner who has promised to leave but never does. You know, she also promised to retire, but she keeps unretiring to go out and milk her fans for hundreds and hundreds of dollars to see her in concert. So why should it surprise us that she wouldn't do what she promised to do when Trump won, and that was leave the country? She's still here, and she has a new album out that shares all of her pain that Donald Trump is president. She's already talked about how she can't stop eating. But the reality of the latest statement just exposes the ignorance of the top-tier celebrities in Hollywood. Streisand talking about how she still cannot wrap her head around the fact that we elect a president using the Electoral College, which she now has deemed totally unfair. I was in tears. I, I just, I, I couldn't, we walked around kind of numb. I'm still a little bit numb because I can't believe it happened since, you know, Hillary got almost two, she got 2.9 million votes more than Trump and she's not the president. So I don't know, this antiquated electoral college doesn't sit well with me. It's not fair. I think the people should vote for who is the leader of our country. Can't you see where Yes, yes, Babs, we hear you crying. And uh, while you think you're crying over Donald Trump, those of us who actually understand America know that you should be crying over your lack of an education in civics and how the government works. Maybe pull out a constitution every now and then while you're traveling from unretirement concert to unretirement concert. The Founding Fathers set up a brilliant system that would protect the states with smaller populations and allow even the large states to have more representation in the House. And the Electoral College was the way that we balanced it out 
so that every state in the union could feel like they were participating. Babs doesn't get it. She doesn't understand the nuances of a republic versus a pure democracy where 51% can suddenly make mob rule wreak havoc on the 49%. And there's one other thing that seems to be missing from Barbara Streisand's understanding of our elections and how we pick a candidate. Uh, Back in 2008, when it was Hillary against Barack for the Democratic nomination, if you look at all of the primary votes, Hillary Clinton actually generated more votes than Barack Obama. So why? Why, Barbara Streisand, weren't you screaming about it back then? Why weren't you calling for fairness back then? Because if we are to take your theory, then Hillary was robbed back in 2008, and she should have been the nominee then. Give me a break. Before we get out of here today, let's take a look at this day back in the day, November 28th, on this day in history in 1520, Ferdinand Magellan made it through the straits that would lead him from the Atlantic to the Pacific, the straits that would ultimately bear his name, the Straits of Magellan. On this date, 1925, one of my parents' favorite places in the world, the Grand Old Opry began broadcasting on the radio. Mom and Dad would go there almost every year in their later years, and they loved that place. I still haven't been. In 1964, and this one kind of rings a bell because I was a little kid, a tiny kid who was learning about space, we launched the Mariner Space Probe to Mars, And that ties in perfectly with the InSight landing that was uh, pulled off this week, sending back some beautiful pictures. And in 1994, cannibal and killer Jeffrey Dahmer ended up being killed in prison. At least we don't have to pay to house the little human muncher anymore. Till next time, my friends, testudo, testudo.